This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda Senior Market Analysts across the world. Let's join Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon, Ed. Hi, Johnny. I'm ready for another long week. Yes, indeed. And it's been pretty dramatic, hasn't it, over the last few days with this Credit Suisse bailout happening over the weekend. And European stock markets opened lower this morning, but they've recovered those losses. Bank shares are faring better as well since the start of the day. And where you are in the USA, the Dow Jones is 1% up as we speak. So how come there's been such a positive reaction as we've gone along during the day? It's fascinating because I've been giving interviews since yesterday over the uh, UBS bailout of Credit Suisse. And uh, I think what you're going to see is this is a market that is trying to get a handle on. Is banking turmoil going to continue to spread and who is it going to drag down? And, and right now, it seems that there is some optimism here that you're seeing you know, central banks and governments learn from the lessons of the global financial crisis. They're being quick, they're being fast, and they're trying to make sure that this contagion does not spread faster. And, and right now, I, I think this deal, um, you see UBS buying their biggest rival, you know, obviously brokered by the Swiss government. And, and I think that you're going to see, I, I was stunned when it, I found out it was only $3.2 billion. This took off one of the major risks that were on the table. There was fears that Credit Suisse was going to have to, they're going to have to nationalize this or they're going to have to wind down the company. This was the, probably the best option on the table. And for a lot of investors, some of the people, the holder of the riskier bonds, they think an expected $17 billion that are going to get wiped out. This is probably a, a market here that is thinking, okay, well, we're, we're going to see major policy intervention done to to avert a, a further banking crisis and and right now the, there there's optimism that this could remain the case now um, we are seeing you know some strains you know drag down some of the other banks um, first republic is one of the most important ones and, and that one's uh under uh, a lot of pressure today but um for overall regional banks are not struggling as much so so i think there is a lot of optimism here that this turmoil might get contained somehow uh but still there's a lot that can go wrong uh, i think you know the, the the big story though is it still remains investors are still moving their money out of small to medium-sized banks into the larger ones. That still seems to be the trend. And if that continues, you're going to see that the margins are going to be terrible for these smaller banks. And when we get to earnings season, it's hard to imagine there'll be much confidence for these smaller players. At least we've learned lessons from what happened a decade and a half ago, and that is encouraging. You've mentioned First Republic Bank, which has been downgraded to junk status by S&P Global, which said the lender's recent $30 billion deposit infusion from 11 big banks may not solve its liquidity problems. So the problems for First Republic continue. Very much so. They get further into junk status. Their rating's still on credit watch negative by S&P. And, and you're going to see that this is a bank that this is the key gauge for, you know, how bad is the regional banking crisis? And it seems that you're not going to um, have a lot of confidence in this bank right now, because as far as all the bearish bets go, as far as the loss of confidence, it, it just seems that this expectation that other banks the rivals of First Republic are in a better position to get rescued or saved or, or acquired. Right now, it just seems that uh, First Republic is just kind of like the, it's the 
it's the it's the one ice cream flavor that no one wants. It's just stand, sitting there, and and I think right now you're you're having too much. Um, I think uh, you know deposit exit ex, an exodus there that um, it just makes it very unattractive. I think that this is a this is a market that is there. There's no confidence right now in First Republic, and that is is not going to be easy to get back. So even even um, as yeah, you know, the 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 fears that maybe you know the the, the worst is over. Uh, there, there's there's no real reason to be optimistic that people are going to start to bet on First Republic because it's an attractive valuation. They because you know the current you know macro environment is still rather bleak for for these these smaller banks. And I think that given what's happened in fixed income, given the strains with their profitability models, they're they're not going to be able to really turn this around quickly. So um, it, this this is a company that's probably um, going to remain at the seeing you know distress levels here for uh, pretty much everything and, and this is this this is not a uh, I think uh, you know a, a company that a lot of people are optimistic on but I think it is important to, to note that you know first Republic uh, it is extremely um, volatile and, and and I think that if we you know take a take a good look as far as you know how um, you know the the share prices have been moving. It it just it it seems that any any hope that the worst is over for them completely gets faded. I think that you're 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 not having any optimism here that um, they're going to be able to 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 right the ship here. And and I think you know the, the they they got. They had a major round of support, coordinated support by J.P. Morgan, City, and all the other big banks. Thirty billion dollars pledged. That initial move of support—it's completely game faded. So um, it, it's it's tough to imagine a, a, an environment, a move that will um, ease the the strain that's coming on First Republic. But um, We'll see what happens, but right now the other banks seem to be isolated from that. So, um, if the regional other regional banks can continue to rally, then um, I think there's more optimism in place that this is this banking contagion, you know, risk that's on the table is is, is somewhat easing. But there's there's still there's still a long way to go for these banks. It's a big week for central banks with rate announcements from the Fed, the Bank of England and others. Do I get the feeling that the rate hikes we thought may be postponed because of this banking crisis may now be back on the agenda? That should be the playbook right now. And I think you're seeing more people are anticipating, though, that now this banking turmoil won't ease up quickly enough to warrant think a pause here but, but right now I, I you know I, a lot of traders are what they're trying to do is there's you know i think the ecb really provided uh, an opportunity here for the fed um the ecb went ahead with their half point rate hike increase and, and now what you're, you're you're also hearing is the ecb kind of they knew what was happening this was before um i mean obviously um if there was a certain doom or, or an expectation that Credit Suisse was going to get nationalized. I think you would have seen a different uh, policy move by by the ECB. But um, I, I think what now we're, we're starting to see is that 
Um, central banks, they know that, you know, their primary focus right now is still on inflation. I think that there's there's a lot of confidence that they can tackle this banking turmoil. Um, I think, um, we, you know, we're, we're actually getting um, some comments from ECB's Lagarde today. And, um, you know, her early comments are just kind of noting that, you know, they're obviously monitoring the market developments closely uh, and that they're ready to act as needed. Um, and and their action will, you know, obviously, you know, focus on pricing pressures, but also financial stability. But I think that Lagarde is still optimistic that, you know, your IRA banking sector is going to be resilient. And, and I think that they're ready to offer liquidity. And I think that's allowing them to focus on inflation. Now, the market for the Fed, this is an entirely different expectation, though. I mean, it, it just seems that even though we still have a lot of the big banks look very healthy. Uh, some of the strains on the regional banks have eased a little bit, um, but uh, I, I think that uh, you know there's this belief here that the Fed is done um, by a lot of analysts. It's becoming the consensus, um, and rate rate cuts, um, you know, are now you know most almost fully priced in for the June meeting. Um, we're at like 96%. Um, so we have a market that is thinking maybe they're going to hold on the on Wednesday and then uh, the May meeting should be a, a, a just another hold and then uh, possible rate cuts so that I, I think that you're, you're you're seeing a dramatic shift here in the implied overnight rate uh, and and this is this is uh, something that you know if if we have to, you know if Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning we were not seeing further pressure on the banks if we see somewhat of a, uh, a steady environment you know the fed might be more confident that okay we have we we have the tools to to really tackle uh an acceleration of these strains that are hitting the banking sector and they might they might be able to deliver that quarter point rate hike so i, I think that policymakers know that inflation is very hard to tackle. Now, I think what's going to be interesting is, you know, what will the Fed do with their dot plots and with their GDP forecasts? Um, you know, given, you know, this current, you know, I mean, the way growth forecasts are, are dramatically moving and, and, and recession bets are kind of getting, um, it seems to get larger by the minute, um, the Fed could pull, you know, one of those, you know, well, take a, uh, a move from the GFC and say we're not just we're not going to update our forecasts, um, and I I would not be surprised if they did that. Um, this is a, this is a very difficult market to provide forecasts, and I think the Fed right now, um, if if we see risk appetite holding up, if if there's no further if the credit default default swaps are not um, continuing to you know extend beyond these distress levels, I, I think you're, you're going to see the Fed should go ahead and uh, I think deliver that one last quarter point hike and, and say um, they believe policy is restrictive enough and, and they're going to wait to see exactly how the economy unfolds. And, and that would, I think, for the most part, do the job for inflation and protect them because the worst case scenario for the Fed right now is that they let the market start to fully be confident that a rate cut is coming in June. And then you might even see some traders say they can move in May. And then what happens if this turmoil um, really does, you know, get removed? Uh, then you're, you're, 
you're going to see that this could prove to really complicate the the the, the movement with disinflation trends. And 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 the the Fed is going to waste so much of their policy that they've already put into place. So th this is a di very difficult meeting by the Fed. I would not be surprised if we had dissensions uh, this time. And and right now the, this is a market that um, they're so focused on a hold. They're pricing in a hold. So if we do have a rate hike of a quarter point and that 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 would really, I think, uh, you know, trigger some excessive volatility here. So I think this is a very difficult Fed meeting. Um, the way the market's positioned, and and what would, and I think that a quarter point could still happen, um, which is not the consensus right now. I think I, I think you'd probably see the majority is leaning towards a hold now, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens uh, on on Wednesday. But this is a very difficult meeting for the Fed. We'll wait to see exactly what happens with the banking turmoil that has been in place, and and uh, we'll 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 look to see if um, there there is more demand uh, for using that dollar funding that the Fed and other global central banks you know, you know moved on over the weekend. It's a fascinating conundrum, isn't it, for central banks when you consider the ebbs and flows of markets and depending on what day of the week it is as to whether the rates are going to be paused or not. And uh, I read over the weekend quite a few commentators and analysts, they are urging central banks not to push back from the rate hike because those worries of inflation will continue just when the hard work has been done and uh, not to complete the job. And I think right now... There is still a lot going well with the economy. I think that for the Fed, they know they're going to trigger economic pain, uh, and I, I think you know the the worst thing is to to let stagflation win out. And and I think you know you you can send the economy into a recession, and then uh, when justified, you can then provide easing to provide the support that's needed to help get the economy out of it. But but you you don't want to mess with your mandate and you want to make sure you get inflation all the way down this is a, a this is proven to be a lot harder um and, and i think that we all know that inflation can tend to be stickier than especially um after you've you've seen you know a good amount of relief um i mean here we've had some relief. I mean, record core for for the eurozone is is uh, is still very troubling there, but but I, I think you know we're we're still nowhere near target, uh, and I think that the financial stability risks they're they're yes they're growing yes it's serious, uh, but but I think they still have the tools in place uh, to 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 tackle any crisis that's headed its way. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I I, th I think that um, this will be a meeting where <laughs> you won't want to miss um, you know the the statement, the press conference. Um, a lot of traders kind of somewhat shrug off the minutes. I think the minutes will be key. Uh, and you know there's so many decisions that are going to be made. Um, if they if they refrain from updating their dot plots or if they keep things steady, I think that will be another telling sign. So there's there's a lot that's going to happen um, on on Wednesday, and and I think you know you, you must brace for that volatility. I mean you know leading up to it, I mean we, we've already seen gold at two thousand, um, you know, and, and I think that's uh, uh, it is coming off of that level a little bit. Uh, but there's there's a lot of momentum here um, into de-risking and and. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, does 
does the yen remain the king trade? And um, uh, this is this is a market that is uh, going to, to to see, I think, some excessive volatility on Wednesday. And and I think a lot of people are used to you know the whipsaw, and then it heads back in the other direction. But this is a this is one of those those meetings where you could see a breakaway move, and we'll see what happens. But um, this is you know definite uh, must see TV, even if you're a technical trader. It's also interesting to see the oil price fall again. We're at near 18-month lows. And, uh, of course, that will help short to medium term, perhaps ease inflation. Uh, You mentioned gold has uh, rallied. So have cryptocurrencies. The crypto rally continues. Yes. And and at one point today, I think we might no longer be there, but uh, Bitcoin was closer to 40,000 than it was to the recent lows uh, from uh, back in November. Um, it, it's uh, around 28,000, uh, slightly higher on the session. And it is fascinating to see, despite all this nervousness in markets, uh, Bitcoin has really outperformed. Um, now up uh, 69% year to date, um, rather impressive. Solana's up 137%. Uh, you know, really recovering a lot of the, the the losses that we saw on the initial uh, sell off when we, we 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 saw all the, the the banking turmoil that came into place and some of that excessive volatility and in fixed income. But um, crypto is is uh, is starting to shine here, and, and and that's I think that surprised a lot of people. I think there's uh, um, you know the one of the primary drivers is you're, you're having a lot you're seeing aggressive pricing in of rate cuts by the Fed. So obviously if that goes away, that can drag down uh, some of the move we've seen here. But these bankers, banking sector worries, the, that's what's really, I think, um, you know, providing a lot of the, the move into some of these um, other blockchain protocols that are looking to you know, take DeFi to the next level. I think there's, there's a, you know, fears that, you know, the current banking system is going to, to, to continue to see funds wiped out and um, some of that is going to come into crypto and and this is a this has been a, a, a very strong performance by crypto especially given the macro backdrop here and um, fascinating to see you know what will momentum do is once 30 if 30,000 is hit um, how much resistance is there there are some crypto options that are probably going to try to make that a little bit more difficult um, but you know obviously this is a market that when momentum kicks in um, watch out I think if the if the big money if the high frequency trading uh, supports further upside it'll be interesting to see how far Bitcoin can rally if 30,000 is taken out and if after Wednesday that move happens then watch out there could be a lot of momentum behind it fascinating stuff ed thank you very much for joining us today we'll speak to you again very soon thank you looking forward to it market insights the market pulse podcast by oanda